On today's first round KO, we give our three favorite NFL games for week nine. And then we talk a little bit about college football and what uh, what big matchups we have coming this weekend. And then we look at all the top storylines from the NBA. Let's get it. Welcome to the most must WSUW sports podcast in history. Welcome to... I got it. I got it. I got it. I know what show we're on. I know what show we're on. I've got it. Pretty basic with Alicia Marie and Remy Cruz, right? No, welcome to First Round KO. I am your host, KO, a.k.a. Howard J. Diggers, and I am joined, as always, by Mr. Connor J.D. Moore. No disrespect to anyone who does listen to that podcast. I've never even heard it, so I can't sit here and say that I know it I off only the top listen, of my head. I only listen to, pardon my take, Pat McAfee, and then any wrestling podcast. Are there any good ones? Oh, yeah, I mean, what culture? What culture has a podcast? Yeah. Oh, dope. Yeah, what culture and uh, wrestle talk. They have a podcast? Yeah. I mean, the Wrestle Ramble that they also post on YouTube. Oh, okay. They, they do They do a podcast version where they do uh, an intro and an outro that's separate from the YouTube video. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Kind of cool. But yeah. What about comeback season? <clears throat> you listen to that I one? I don't listen to comeback season that much. Because he, he was traveling a lot, so he was like on the phone for most of it. Right. I'm not about that. <laughs> isn't, isn't it mostly because he's over in Canada now? That's yeah. why he can't? Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got a lot of football to talk about today. Today's most likely going to be a short show, just a heads up, because as you can probably see by the timestamps. But um, yeah, we're a little cramped for time. We're very busy people within the next two days. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, so short show, because also right after the podcast, before Hawk Talk, <laughs> we also have to do crown crown jewel predictions for WWE. So lot to do today, so let's jump right into the NFL. I would like to mention that it does get fun after Hawk Talk because we gotta, we're going to go check out the women's volleyball team yeah. and hopefully go kick some Oshkosh ass. Yeah. Even fun. though one of my friends from Tomahawk is on Oshkosh. Shout out Becca Doughty. You, uh, you, I'm not going to cheer for Oshkosh. I know, I know, I know. I mean, see, the thing is, like, I, like, I fully expect you to cheer for your friend, which as you should. Because I'm the same way. Like, when one of my friends was on another, was on a softball team, like, I straight up told her, I was just like, hey, if Rockford ever plays Whitewater in softball, I hope you know that I'm going to root for you because like she's like one of the best players in D3, apparently. Yeah. So I'm going to root for you but. personally. <laughs> like, you, like yeah. I'm going to root for you up until it reaches a point in the game where you could decide the game. At that point, fuck you. But <laughs> Literally, she messaged me yesterday, and she goes, I was like, yeah, you know, I hear you guys are coming to play Whitewater. And she goes, yeah, we're coming to kick some butt. And I literally said, bet. bet. <laughs> I think you showed me that. Yeah. <laughs> Because I've seen Whitewater play and they're pretty freaking good. Right. So. so I mean, I mean, I, I would, I would hope you'd root for her personally. But, oh, I mean, Outside of that, I mean, one of my childhood friends I've known her since like. I mean, that would be that would be great. That would be cool. Are you gonna try to stick around and say hi to her? Because they oh, always. Oh yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Cool. Cool. Well, you root, you root for her. I'm gonna root for the entire team. <laughs> Shouts out to uh, uh, Kelly Burke. Yeah. We're cool. I'm pretty sure her and I are cool. We're cool, right, Kel? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, she's right? probably not right. If she's listening, she's like, what the hell? Why are they name dropping me right, right. now? 
But yeah, uh, so we're going to do NFL first and then college football, and then we might get into the NBA if we have time. So, first of all, three games that we're both interested in. My first one is obvious. Because I've been waiting all day for Sunday night. How long has it been since that song was? was has it been like six years? The goats are battling head to head. That's, um, that doesn't rhyme. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't have enough time to think of one. Um... That's a good. I think it was. It wasn't that long. The goats ago. are battling under the lights. Well, he, she still did. No, because it was Faith Hill. Yeah. And then it was Carrie Underwood who did Car- waiting all day for Sunday exactly. night. Exactly. Then she switched it to O Sunday night, which was actually kind of a bop. And now it's whatever the hell it is now. Did Game they change on. it again? They changed it again. It's now it's titled Game On. Oh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure O Sunday night was only like a one or two year thing, and then they changed it again. I don't remember O Sunday night. Oh Sunday. Get off your feet, stomp your feet. Get off your oh. feet, stomp. Get off your something, stomp your feet, stop clapping. NBC Sunday night about to happen. I think that was just one of those things in my mind that I repressed. <laughs> As did many. <laughs> and then they were probably like, oh, let's make a new one, and this one is worse. How about you just go back to what freaking works? Anyway, sorry. Flew off the handle there a little bit. <laughs> um, I don't like Carrie Underwood either. So. Oh, come on. Nope. <laughs> I feel like uh, this is a Bops only discussion. But, but <laughs> yeah. To continue. <laughs> yes, my most anticipated game this weekend is obviously Green Bay at New England. Should be everyone's most anticipated if you think about it. This has been built like a super fight. This has been built like the first ad that was played for it, which was freaking amazing. Michael Jordan was like, it's time to decide. Or you're like, who's the GOAT? Like, who's better? Do you look at talent or rings? Like, who's better? There's only one way to figure it out. And that's with a head-to-head competition. And everyone watching this was like, oh, my God, it's finally happening. We're getting MJ versus LeBron. <laughs> Same. I did, too. I was, I was just like, even LeBron, Even LeBron retweeted the video. He goes, oh, I'm in. I'm in. Oh, <laughs> back to your regular schedule. Program. <laughs> Literally, that's what he tweeted. Shit was so funny. But, of course, he was hyping up Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady. And even Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers were getting in on the fun. Uh, Brady said that if Rodgers played with Belichick and the Patriots, Rodgers would have thrown 7,000 yards in a season. I personally believe they'd be 8-0 eight, eight in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Probably. Uh, I don't think Aaron and that team would have lost to freaking Eli Manning. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> um. And then, and then on the other side, you had Aaron saying, you know, championships are more important and that Tom Brady is the GOAT. So each quarterback's hyping each other up, and that's perfect. Like, like, and the, the, the wrestling promoter in my head is going, yeah, you want to build up your opponent so that when you beat them, you look better. Like, you don't want to – when you cut a promo. Yes. Like, okay. Say, wrestling 101, kids. Wrestling Listen 101. Up. If Connor and I were feuding. Yes. I don't want to go out there and say how much taller I am than Connor. I don't want to be like, he's short, so I'm definitely going to beat him. Unless you're WWE creative now where they do the big exactly. man versus little because man Because then if you beat me, that makes me look terrible. And if I beat you, that doesn't make me look good because I should win. What I need to hype up is your strengths and you know all, all these attributes, all these things that make you good. Because then when I finally beat you, it makes me look even better. And that's kind of what these guys are doing. It's actually really entertaining. Um, There's only one way to settle this. Let's create them in 2K19. I no. can do that. <laughs> that I'm, can be I'm sure the creative community has probably taken care of it, too. That, too. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, this game's going to be super interesting. Green Bay 
honestly had a shot at beating uh, LA last week. I let's let's I not full, talk about it. I fully believe that we could have. Like if obviously Montgomery doesn't fumble that. Right. Did you see the college clip that resurfaced of Montgomery? No. So back in college at Stanford, they he were went to Stanford. Yeah, he went to Stanford. Oh, dope. And he started to return a kick from literally nine yards deep, and his teammate tackled him in the end zone so that he wouldn't bring it out. Oh, you're kidding me. (laughs) I'm not kidding you. This is not a thing. No, it's a real thing. Hang on. He was about to leave the end zone, and his his teammate just tackles him to keep him in the end zone for the touchback. It's actually amazing. Um, So I'm not surprised he did it. He's gone now. We don't have to worry about it. If Ty Montgomery doesn't fumble, I truly believe that Aaron – brings them down for a field goal and we can beat the Rams like so I feel good about this Green Bay team getting hot rid of Clinton Dix is going to be rough to overcome defensively but I think with all the talent that we have and all the shot oh, this the, is when he was a freshman yeah I think I found it we have all the tools that we can shuffle people around dude this was when the BCS was still a thing yeah yeah holy shit and uh yeah so I I defensively I think we can hang with New England Gronk's going to be an issue, but other than that, I, I, I'm excited to see Jari versus Jari Alexander versus uh, Josh Gordon. Are you watching? Yeah. He's just like, no, stop. He's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, and then, yeah, Aaron versus that defense. I'm. <sighs> hey, whatever happened to that Gaffney character who went to Stanford? Christian McCaffrey? No. Nothing. McGaffney. Nothing was just Gaffney, wasn't it? Hang on. Let me Isn't look. he still there? Is he? No. Gaffney. Yeah, 25. Gaffney, Stanford. Is he still there? Let's look it up. I don't think so. I don't. I would hope not. This is 2012. Oh, you're right. Probably. Yeah, I probably wouldn't be there then. <laughs> uh, yeah, Green Bay needs to win this, though. I think Green Bay, like New England can afford a loss. Tyler Gaffney. Tyler Gaffney. Yeah. He's actually a professional baseball player now. That makes sense. But New England can eat a loss. They're fine over in the AFC East. Like, they're going to win their division. Green Bay needs a win here to stay in the hunt of the North and even even wild card consideration at this point. Like, we need to we need to start pulling together some wins, and we need to win these tough games. Like, we can't lose by two to the Rams when we have an opportunity to win. We need to, we need to start pulling these games up. And we haven't won a game away yet. We're, what's our record? I believe we're 3-3-1. Three, three and one. Mm. We're three zero and one at home, and we're zero and three at home, or uh, at away. We're zero and three away. So we need to step it up and figure something out. So yeah, that's the biggest game, obviously, for the weekend. Green Bay, New England. A very close second would be the one that I'm probably going to look a whole lot at, and that's the undefeated Rams Ooh. at the Saints. Forgot that was a thing too. Yeah. yeah. Well, possible to have two Sunday nighters. Yeah, I was getting, or is it possible to flex one to Monday night? Honestly, <laughs> Tennessee at Dallas. Who made this schedule? <laughs> Oakland at San Francisco and Tennessee at Dallas are your primetime games. And here I was thinking that Thursday night games this year would actually be decent this year. What the hell? Anyway, yeah, Rams at New Orleans. The I would say two two of the top three teams in the NFL. I would throw Kansas City at two, and then New Orleans at three. That sounds about right. Yeah, that sounds accurate. Very honestly, two A and two B. Yeah, I was gonna say it's kind of, it's, it's it's very it's, hard to. It's close. Right. The only one that you know for a certain is that the Rams are head and shoulders the best team in football, 
and the rich got richer with Dante, with Dante Fowler. Which I hate because now I have to cheer for the Drams because <laughs> I love Dante Fowler Jr. so much. This officially makes the LA Rams a cheat code on Madden 19 if anyone has it, and you are hereby banned from playing as well. That's it. Yeah, they're basically becoming the Warriors. They literally are the Warriors of Madden. Bro. <laughs> cheat code. Uh, yeah. I don't know. That game should be interesting. I'm... Mm, I have to be ballsy on these picks, and I hate that I go first on Hawk Talk picks because I, I, sometimes I like to see what other people do. I can go reverse order today, which I probably will anyway. We could, yeah. Cal, Cal might not even be there today. He's already sent me in his. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. He might not be. But anyway, I still want to see what other people pick because uh, I honestly believe the Saints have a shot at this, but now with Fowler, it's going to be interesting. I don't know. What are you most looking into for this, like specific matchups? In this In this matchup specifically? I mean, obviously, that offensive line for the Saints, who've done a pretty decent job of keeping mm-hmm. Breeze off his backside, that's a tough. That's the, that entire defense in general is going to be is going to be a tough assignment. Cause, Fowler, Donald, yep, Sue, yep, and I can't remember who their other end is. And then let's say that Drew Breeze stays on his feet fairly well, and then and actually gets to throw the ball. That secondary is no joke either. Yeah, they're the second best ranked. They're the second. Best defense in the league right now for a reason. The Rams, yeah, second, oh. yeah, uh, PF, uh, PFT or something like a uh, pro, pro football, pro football something. Okay, uh, to, did it uh, put out their midseason rankings for best defense? Oh yeah, Brockers is their other end. So yeah, so this isn't statistical wise, but like, right. uh, I think it was Pro Football Weekly or whatever put out their best defense so far in the season. And the Rams were number two. Fowler's wearing number 51. That's so weird. Is 56 taken? Probably. Must be by an offensive lineman or something. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how Drew, Drew Brees can try to dissect this. And he, he, all phases of that offense are going to need to be ready to go. The run game can't be lacking, and the passing game can't be lacking. It's going to take literally – a borderline complete effort from an offensive side of the ball to to go tit for tat with with this defense. This game might combine for 100 points. I would be okay <clears> with like it. Like legitimately one one team might put up like 50 and the other team might put up under like a little under 50. It, with with Gurley and the rest of that offense and then on the other side you have Kamara, Drew Brees, one of the best quarterbacks of all time. And Mark Ingram and now Mike Thomas. It's going to be a high-scoring game. It's going to be it. This is going to be one of those games <clears throat> where it's last team to have the ball wins. <laughs> like, and that's you know kind of stupid because that's kind of how it happens every every week nowadays. But these teams are. I. This is going to be a bad for the brand game mm-hmm. at Pat McAfee there because I think this is going to be. Touchdown, 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 field goal, field goal, touchdown. It's just I don't think the punters are gonna see the field. <laughs> it much if off if ever. Exactly. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to that one. Still don't know who I'm gonna pick. My second game, and I need to look up some quick stats here, but <clears throat> in my second game that I'm going to pick is 
The Chiefs at the Browns. Oh, because we, oh we get we get Baker and Mahomes Baker two point Baker Mayfield Patrick Mahomes. What did you look up to get to the story? What do you mean? The story that you're looking at right now. Just Baker versus or Mayfield versus Mahomes. So last time these two faced off, 2016, it was Oklahoma versus Texas Tech at Jerry World. Patrick Mahomes broke the FBS record. 819 total yards. He threw for 734 yards and ran for an additional quick math in my head. Oh, dear God. (laughs) 75. 75 yards. He threw 88 passes and 52, 52 complete. You will never see that in the NFL. Now, on the other hand... Mayfield only threw 36 passes, only. <laughs> completed 27 of them, 545 yards. He had an additional nine, 19 yards re- er, rushing. And then uh, Mahomes threw five total touchdowns, or has had five total touchdowns. Baker Mayfield had seven. Set, set a school, well, set a, set a record in the NCAA for that. This game was the record for the highest scoring and most yards combined in a in a college football game. Yeah, I think so. Obviously, college defense and pro defense are a lot different, so we're not going to see those kind of stats. But I just think it's going to be very... Yeah, we're not going to see a dude throw 88 passes in the league. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Patrick Mahomes got a cannon. <laughs> we are not going to see anyone even no, get close to with, 80 passes in this league. Not with Kareem Hunt on his team, no. But, yeah, Kansas City versus Cleveland, that's going to be a fun one just because of the the history between Mahomes and Mayfield. I hope you know. I hope they do a little pregame thing, a little jersey swap maybe after the game, something. I, I think that's going to be fun and entertaining to watch. Where? Oh, yeah. What's your I actually have the second game already written on my little Excel file. Nice. Detroit at Minnesota because the division, the NFC division is so Meh. the NFC North is Detroit's basically out of it. You never know, honestly. They're so to to really to quote you, they're very much a week by week team. Yeah. And Minnesota I still think is they're, they're not playing to their talent. They're not playing to their talent, but I do think that they have the potential to wake up. I feel like they I feel like Detroit needs to realize need, Detroit needs to find some consistency, whether it's bad consistency or good consistency. Yeah. They just need to be consistent. In Minnesota, y- you know the Packers are eventually going to kick it into high gear, mm-hmm. and you know the Bears, to the surprise of really everyone, they aren't they aren't they aren't lying down. Yeah. They're they're competitive ahead of schedule, so they need to, they need to try to make this a three horse race right now. And I mean the NFC North division games, especially now more than ever, because I have gone on record and saying that this division could be the best one in football in a couple of years. I think it already is I at this point. Is. As far and, as all four teams actually being you know, legit. Right. These games matter more. Division mm-hmm. games always matter, but now they really matter. Because mm-hmm. as you mentioned, every team in this division still has a chance to make the postseason in some form or fashion. A couple divisional games this week. <clears throat> 
So that's going to be my second. That's going to be my second game. And of course, as a Bears fan, I'm going to pay attention to that one as well. I was going to say you can save the you can do Bears for your third because I'm going to steal a different See, game. See, I might not because it's against Buffalo and Nathan Peterman starting. <laughs> that's why I started the Bears defense in fantasy this week. Smart. Congratulations, yeah. you're a winning yeah. fantasy this Congratulations, week. Congratulations, <laughs> my defense is going to give me 30 points. Um, Just 30. My third game, I'm going to steal your team, Houston at Denver, because. The biggest one of the biggest trades over the or over this week was Denver sending Houston to Marius Thomas because Houston lost Will Fuller. Houston is on a six game winning streak. Let's see. They six and two? Six and three? That seems wrong. This is week eight. Nine. This is week nine. What is their record? <laughs> Hello, NFL. Um, Hello, NFL. But anyway, they're on a winning streak. They're five and three. Oh. Five game winning streak. First in the AFC South. But yes, they're a five and three, five game winning streak. Going into Denver is going to be interesting for that team. And I'm interested to see how Thomas plays into the offense right away because he's he's going to play. Uh, Denver's already talked about Ooh, excuse me. They've already talked about how they're going to game plan for him. So uh that's my biggest thing is looking at how Thomas fits into that uh offense and if that offense can keep it rolling without one of their best guys in Will Fuller. My third game. This is where we're at. The third one, right? Yep. All right, cool. My third one. Oh, man. Is it bad that, in all honesty, apart from, you know, like the big, hev- the two heavyweight games, yep. and then that Kansas City Browns game, which and then, really isn't going to be that good of a game? It's Kansas right. City is going to run all over Cleveland. Right. And of course the Bears game because of obvious allegiance. Not many games. This, the rest of the games are kind of just like, eh. Yeah, they're like, they're, they're, at the, they're just happen to be at the a same time. Divisional. You have the Jets at the Dolphins. Yeah. You have the Bucks at Carolina, which could be interesting. Carolina's getting hot. They are, and, and now they're you got really good at home. Fitz too. Magic starting yep. for Tampa Bay again. That's a but good one. I will Atlanta s- at Washington. But if I had to pick one, interesting. If someone told me I absolutely had to pick one, which I'm picking. I am. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> you got me there cuz you are so you ain't lying. <laughs> oh, okay, the more you drink that the more I feel compelled to go grab one myself cuz I need it. I don't want to say the name either cuz I don't want free advertising. Drinking a soda that has more caffeine than the average. Anyways, does it? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know either. Anyway, you do yeah. I would have to pick LA, the LA Chargers. At the Seahawks, because the Seahawks are be are resurging, they're resurging yeah. to competitive lev- levels. Yeah. yeah, they are. And the Chargers, I think, are one of the best teams that no one wants to fully give respect to. So this is going to be interesting. It doesn't say how much caffeine is in there. I think it's going to be interesting. I think if the Chargers can beat Seattle, I still do think it's a good measuring stick for how the rest of their season will go. And if Seattle beats the Chargers, then that just cements that hey. We're not we're not a doormat this season. Like we will come up and get you. The Chargers are five and two. I know, and I still don't feel like they're getting respect. They should because their two losses are two, are two to the two, at the one time the two best teams in the league. Right, one was undefeated and one they still were, is. Yeah, the, the Chiefs and the Rams. So, I yeah, they need to get more love because they are a very good team, especially when Melvin Gordon plays. Exactly, and which I hope yeah. I hope he, he's listed as questionable. I'm gonna look into that for my picks, but yeah, uh, I, that's a good shout. Snooze fest of the week. 
Thursday night football. Thursday night football. <laughs> Raiders at Niners. Thank goodness we're going to go watch an actual competitive game, even though it's in a different sport. I couldn't find my vo- my uh, volleyball NCAA tournament shirt that I got right. a year ago. I have a Tom Hawk shirt that I'll probably wear. Which makes sense, yeah. Do I have any Warhawk? Am I wearing Warhawk underneath here? No, I'm Practice not. Practice in limited fashion for Melvin Gordon. Eh, we're, we're sitting like right on the court anyway, basically, when we go there. Like, I'm thinking, like, you know how on the side of where we're always up, like those bleachers? Yeah. Along the, not the baseline, the, the no, that, that would technically be baseline, baseline, I guess. I'm thinking, like, right, like one of the first few rows up there, oh, yeah. probably. Just I sit up, sit up, the, like, sit, like, right up there on the court and everything. But, yeah, no, the Snooze Fest is obviously the game oh. tonight. And, then, and tonight the being the one from, tonight being yesterday for you guys, yeah. but. And then. Or Titans at Cowboys too. I'm not interested in that game at all. Honestly, the only Monday Night Football game I think I've watched was the Packer win. That's because we went mm-hmm. to station. Um. I'm... All right. College football. Let me see the new CFP 25. I'd rather not. <laughs> Why? Because you guys uh, aren't even in it. Uh, yeah. Give me the ranking. What would the, the CFP in New Year's Six look like? CFP would yeah. look like if they started today. College football playoff ranking. Oh, no, it's all. There's the ranking. Oh. Oh, never mind. They're right there. Never yeah, mind. Yeah. I lied. I lied. I lied. <clears throat> Alabama's number one. Shocker. Clemson at two. Good. LSU at three. Uh-huh. Notre Dame at four. Now, I believe... Is it this week? I'm going to go back. Can we talk about how Clemson star is now starting that true freshman quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, and he's actually yeah. holding down the fort really well? Yeah. Because the dude really slings. Mm-hmm. The dude got fucking slings. He's got an arm. You know who you know who he reminds me of when you look at him. Oh. Sunshine from Remember the Titans. I don't really remember that movie too well. All right, so let me pull up Sunshine. Is that this weekend? Oh my God, it is. We get Alabama versus LSU. Oh my goodness, yes. Ooh, I'm excited for that one. Number one at number three. The part of my take guys will be at that game because they're friends with the LSU coach. Can you imagine if LS- I'm cheering for LSU? Because then Bama's going to have a loss. Which I desperately want. That's at 7 p.m. on Saturday? It's at 7 p.m. All right, good. Oklahoma versus Texas Tech. Ooh. Shouts out. Cleveland at Kansas City. <laughs> or Kansas City at Cleveland. I love Kyler Murray, that's the quarterback kinda, for Oklahoma. So I might actually watch that one. That's kind of dope because Baker and Patty are playing this right. weekend. And those guys are playing. That's really coincidental washington state california i'm not too interested in that one but yeah the biggest game being lsu alabama i'll probably pick out or uh, lsu in that game i would take them at home they're looking really good lately no other huge oh uh michigan is hosting penn state number five against number 14 that should be interesting penn state's kind of slipping they got two losses now Mm -hmm. so michigan if if michigan can pull this off they might be able to sneak into that top four with uh, with a team with another. Well, who team does Notre Dame get? Who does Notre Dame get? Ooh, Kentucky at or Georgia at Kentucky, nine against six. That'll be good. I don't know. I don't see Notre Dame on here. UCF is down at. <sighs> All right, so here we go. So that's Trevor Lawrence, right? Right. Quarterback. Right. Clemson. Yeah. Sunshine. Remember the Titans. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely him. <laughs> That's amazing. Why can't I find Notre Dame? 
Googling stuff live on air. <laughs> <laughs> nice song. Thank you. You're welcome. I legitimately am not seeing them. <laughs> am I just stupid? <laughs> Fuck it. I don't even care. Maybe they have a bye week or something. It's entirely possible. But yeah, those are the biggest games that going into college football. Uh, you ha- you, if Michigan can pull something off, and if another top four team can, you know, if they lose, then obviously Michigan's gonna be able to sneak up into that top four. So that'll be interesting going forward. It's gonna th- that LSU Alabama one is gonna be huge because if Bama loses, if LSU loses, they're gonna fall out of the top five. Oh yeah, because that's gonna give them two losses. If LSU wins, where does that put Bama? Because, you can't keep because, them at number one. Oh, they they won't be number one. I guarantee. And Clemson will probably bounce to one. Clemson's going to one, depending on the results. Assuming of they also win. Notre Dame, Alabama would probably go four. Yeah, because Notre Dame would jump up to. Th- I think it, I think it would literally all bump up. Clemson would go one. LSU go two. Notre Dame go three. Michigan might. Uh, no, I think they would stay at five unless they really dominated. Like if Bama gets beat by like 14 or more and Michigan just dominates Penn State. Mm-hmm. I could see them going four and Alabama dropping to five. I keep a very close eye on Georgia and Oklahoma though. Yeah, that's going to be big too. Because I feel like by the end, one of those teams are going to be the first the first two out. Or like the first one out rather. Yeah, right. Because right now it's Michigan and Georgia, the first two out. Right. So I honestly feel like Georgia could probably push for a top four. Oklahoma very well could. Washington State, no. Kentucky, no. Ohio State, you kind of always kind of have to keep them in the conversation, but I don't think they will. I don't think they're going to get there. No. Florida, I think they're. I, th- I think they're done. UCF, no. West Virginia, Country Roads. Um, Country Road. I just want UCF to do good. <laughs> Well, then they went ahead and lost. Yeah, well, they're national champions and they're still undefeated, so. Are they still undefeated? Yep. I thought they lost. New. Oh, I'm thinking USF. Yeah. That's the one. Nope, UCF is still undefeated. <clears throat> Good. Because they're amazing. And they play Temple this week, so they're probably going to win, too. <laughs> yeah. So, let's talk. Yeah, let's talk some NBA because let's do it. Some big, big stuff happened in the in the, ugh, in the NBA. If I could speak, do you want to start with how Cleveland's literally imploding? How Jared Smith demanded a trade? How Dan Gilbert still hasn't restructured Larry Drew's contract? How even Larry Drew's is like, well, how come my contract hasn't been restructured? How come the entire organization is just should it be ran by Dan Gilbert because he's just um he's literally just a uh, how do you uh, have LeBron James for like 13 years and you have one championship to show from it? Dan Gilbert. Honestly, he might be the league's worst owner cuz yeah. he's he's such a he's such a damn head he's case. Terrible. He's such a head. He's a head case. Like <laughs> fuck the money in the team's pocket, he just wants the money in his pocket. You bring up all this stuff and yet I'm not surprised by any of it. I'm not oh, surprised. Oh, I'm not you shouldn't Jay, be. Yeah, I'm not surprised Jarrah wants to leave. Not in the least. I'm not surprised they're not restructuring Larry Drew's contract. I've heard a lot of rumors that they're trying to hire from outside. Yeah, they're, they're, they're looking at Avery Johnson. Which, I, Avery shouldn't leave Alabama. He's actually doing really good with that program for a football school. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I'm not surprised. Like, Cleveland's been a mess. We've, we've seen that when LeBron left the first time. 
and they they had Kyrie, and they still were a mess. Mm-hmm. And then even when LeBron came back, they were a mess. He brought them a championship. Yeah, I'm not surprised in the least <laughs> with all this Cavaliers stuff. Um, Stephen A. has Curry as his early MVP. No. No one on the Warriors is allowed to be MVP. I'm sorry, but that's just not... You can't. Nope. Doesn't work like that. Because um, if you take Curry off that team, they're still dominant. Mm-hmm. Clay and KD, still dominant. Biggest game tonight for that, if I... You know, I'll probably catch the end of this after the volleyball game. Bucks at Celtics. Mm-hmm. Huge, huge game. Huge early test for Milwaukee. Um, so I, it's going to be interesting to see how they handle this. I believe Giannis is back. And it, yeah, like I said, it's going to be a really good early test for these Bucks going forward because you know these are the Celtics these are the favorite to win the east and even some people's favorite to, to win, win the, the entire the entire thing and yeah so if we can hang with these guys if we can beat them and i believe we have a really good shot at it we we hang we hung with them last year i believe we we beat them a couple of times and i think it's <clears throat> i think it's going to be a good night for them for Milwaukee continue that 7 and 0 go to 8 and 0 stay undefeated can we talk about their new jerseys I get the motive behind them because they're like the old school look, nah. and I and I'm and I'm all about the old school. But if we're gonna do that, just kick it back, just make it, just look like the jersey. Don't try to make it. Don't try to modernize it. Exactly. That's the, like just if you want to go with a the, throwback, and yeah. then Also keep the cream city on. Right. Like if they wanted like... to go with the old school jersey, just make it. Like the the shirt looks almost like the alternate court. Yeah. Right. And yeah, I'm not about it. I personally like the Cream City ones. Now, will my ass probably go buy one of these new ones? Probably. No. I might. I have a for a good price. I have a forest green Giannis one on the way. Oh, I already got a forest green Giannis one. Yeah, I have a black one, but now I wanted the forest. Green. I want a Cream City one though. Cream Cities are pretty dope. If they keep them, like if they if they bring them back, then I'll probably buy one eventually. But if they don't use them anymore, then I don't. I wouldn't want it. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, so hopefully hopefully Giannis is playing. I believe he is. They're kind of advertising him for the game. And yeah, I really I really do believe the Bucs have a chance at this, and then that'll be a good early test for them. And, and then they go to the Bay Area. A, this is a statement game. Yeah, in a week we have to go to the freaking Bay Area. Yeah, but this will be a statement win for the Bucs, and then hopefully we can carry that momentum into Golden State next week. So yeah. The other biggest news, and I'll let you take the reins on this one because you – yeah, you care about this. <laughs> you know, there's an old story. This this story is also written in the sacred stone that I have been so blessed with to read. Long ago, in the mythical land known as Chicago, Illinois, like I need fireplace noise for this. <laughs> you really do, honestly. <laughs> like, like how my voice just went down like a few yeah. several decibels and just went like super Story calm. Time with Connor Moore. <laughs> because because we need another sub show, <laughs> right? For real? Should we already have two, three technically if you count the YouTube? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so long ago, in the mythical land of known as Chicago, Illinois. The big man upstairs, 
the real homie, the big OG. He he had a request. And he requested that a man named Derek he requested and he said that Derek should rise. The big OG said this, Kyle. It is written in the sacred stone that the big OG told Derek to rise. So you want to know what Derek did? Derek freaking rose, baby! Woo! That's what happened! Derek rose! It as a massive Derek Rose fan. Wow. Look at that audio. <laughs> I apologize for your bleeding ears. Um, yeah. So <laughs> Derek Rose yesterday went off for fifty points. Tuesday for you guys. Yeah. Including the game winning free throws, game clinching free throws, game winning shot, something. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not really. I don't really care. Now, the thing is, this is so big because obviously the entire game he looked like the old Derrick Rose, but it's also significant because he's going through some stuff off the court as well. Is he starting? I now I think he is. Yeah. Why? I think there was injury. I think injury. Oh, is is uh, Teague? Teague Teague's probably hurt. But yeah, so. In case you guys aren't familiar, the there is the allegations that Derrick Rose and some of his friends uh, assaulted this assaulted this one woman. Yeah, this these charges came out I think in 2016, Didn't like know sec- that. like like sexually assault or sexually abuse this one woman in L.A. or whatever. Um, the trial or like the hearing or whatever it is <clears throat> is scheduled to be in November. Okay. Like like November, I think November 16th. And you know, there's a lot of stuff going on, and you know, there's things that came up where. It looks like he could be, you know, exonerated and other things saying that it, it's it's just not going it's just not going to happen. So the biggest thing, I mean, for me, for me, this is just so. This how apropos. You're right. Like how he Derek the, Rose gets the, the game, yeah, the, the game, game ending block, yep. saving block on the three pointer. But this is, you know, this is big because you think when you look up heart in the dictionary. When you look up perseverance in the dictionary, when it comes to the last few years, in the NBA, it's hard to look at, no matter what your opinion on him is, it's hard to look at him and realize and think that he doesn't embody that. I mean, look look how many times that his career should have been, been dead. He should have just given up and quit, you know, but he still has such a following over in China. You know, Adidas still believes in him. The, the league still believes there's something in him. LeBron James was one of the main people who came out, which is like, I knew I knew this was still in you. Like you, you still have your superpowers. Kobe Bryant went, was talking about it too. You know the entire league, the entire NBA basketball world, in my opinion, should. But f- on that night, they all realized the same thing that you know that I've been kind of preaching. They're like they want Derrick Rose just to be healthy. They realize that. I think oh, everyone yeah. realizes that we will never full on get the 2011 Derrick Rose back ever. No. That Derrick Rose is gone. But if we can get a retooled or rebuilt. Derrick Rose, uh, you know, he changes his career and maybe still plays it the same way he did back then, but obviously changes a couple things, you know, to adapt. Yeah. That Derrick Rose will still be a pretty damn good point guard in this league, you know? So this is huge. This is big. And as a Derrick Rose fan, obviously, like, I was so happy. Like, his, I, I felt his emotion. Like, it was – like, I saw a tweet from someone – 
Bleacher Report tweeted, Bleacher Report tweeted the thing. It was like, it was like, like the whole world, like the NBA world's crying with you, uh, D Rose. And then someone retweeted. It was like, NBA Twitter's with you too, D Rose. I was just like, me, me. Like I saw the interview. I like, I I literally started to get emotional. That was huge. Like, but again, like I'm personally biased. I absolutely love Derrick Rose. So this was huge, man. I was so happy for him. I was so, so happy for him. And Derrick, <laughs> look at Derrick Rose hitting a three. I he almost, can never hit threes. <laughs> I almost just made it really, I it's like, oh, wow, he's wide freaking open. I hope he'd make that. <laughs> um, why Rudy Gobert didn't even go after it? Come on. I, um, I'm watching the highlights right now because this is the first I've seen of it. That one was impressive because Gobert actually went for it. Um. <laughs> I don't know why I just don't I don't have this connection that the rest of the NBA has to Derrick Rose. Um like Ooh, yeah, look at that pass. Sauce it up, sauce it down. <laughs> <laughs> Shouts out to Lil Uzi. <laughs> like the spin was pretty good. Ooh. It was just a little Oh care look clean. That looked clean. But the spin was like, nah, take it. I it was I w- I I have to admit that it's a special night for the NBA, like obviously. And God, that's just terrible Ooh. defense by Rudy Gobert. That's all I can see on that. <laughs> Wasn't he def- defensive player of the year last year? Was it last year or a couple of years ago? He he's year. a one time he he has won it at some point, yeah. Um No, like it's obviously a special night for the NBA. It's huge for him to be back and you know, he's an entertaining guy when he's playing at this level. But that's my thing. He's. Not, I saw a lot of people say Derrick Rose is back. Oh, blah, blah. he's got his. Okay, he's not. He's got back. his superpowers back. Well, LeBron I, said. He, I know. I, I. And but that's my problem with all this is that he's not. He's not back. I mean, you even heard <laughs> like me you say before even, the show. Like he's not. Like I just said, he's. Ne- we're never going to get right. 2011 exactly. Derrick Rose back. But that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of people think that he is just. Like all of a sudden, oh, he's back. Here he is. Hell, if we get sixty percent of old Derrick Rose, I'll be happy. Fifty percent of them, I'll be good. I. But we're yeah. not going to get full on two thousand eleven D Rose. For whatever reason, this just wasn't as impressive to me because Ooh. I, I went back and I looked and like what I who did I list off before? Darren Williams scored fifty seven in one game, but then never did anything else in his career. But the circum. But you have to look at the circumstance. You have to look at the circumstance of, you know. None of those guys were the youngest MVP in the league. None of those guys came out and was like a number one. Jermaine O'Neal was a number one pick, I believe. Yeah. But you know, Antoine no, Jameson. Antoine Jameson. Yeah. None of he did it none of those guys, you know, had that was like so electric. It was like must see talent. You know, it's and then Jameson had a lot of hype coming out of too. And then you also have to look at maybe off the you have to look at the off the court scenarios and all the different trials and tribulations that Rose went through. Not just with the not just with the alleged thing, but oh, with no. every with everything else, with the knee surgeries, with being being traded from his hometown team, with all the other stuff. There's so many different. I mean, then again, I'm not gonna say let's go hop in a time machine and look at circumstance with the 50 point games, but I think with everything that's just been around with Derek, that's been around in Derrick Rose's career, it's hard to look at this game and realize this isn't special and it won't be a, one of those lasting performances given circumstance. Context is everything, I think, with this. What I'm about to say might upset you. Here we go. From the highlights that I just watched of Derrick Rose, that man's gonna hurt his leg again. He look, admittedly, and I, and it doesn't hurt his my, style of play. Like it doesn't hurt my feelings because yeah, every, the way he plays, like especially with the knee injuries, my first thought is, oh, don't make that cut, don't make that cut. The knee's gonna go. He's making and and the the ones that I was just watching from the Pacers game. 
they were kind of unnecessary. <laughs> like, you make the one cut, and then you just go to the basket. But he, like, cut, 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 and then he, like, faded away on a layup. I don't know. It looks flashy, which I guess is what the NBA is nowadays, which is stupid. But but you have to figure, if he's physically able to do it, and it's not give, giving but him is all. he, though? <laughs> Enough to enough to be able to consistently do it. I wouldn't be surprised, literally, because now he's on this high. Now he's going to get too confident. I don't think so. No, I'm literally, I I wouldn't be surprised within the next month we'll see Derrick Rose is out for a couple months. He's going to hurt his ankle or his knee again. I don't think he's going to get too cocky with it. I think he realizes. I don't think he's going to get cocky. He's just going to get confident, and he's going to start trying but to But that's make, what you want him to get confident. But he's going to start trying to make those plays that he used to, and that's where he started. No, that's I, where he hurt himself. That, that's where I think I would disagree, because I think he realizes he has to play within himself now. Because, I, I mean, he said it even a billion times. He knows he's not going to play the way he did. He just has to, he has to adapt to his role and play his game now. But on nights like this, maybe that starts to play in his head, make maybe I can play like that. Maybe. maybe. I mean... You know, right? I mean, it's one of those things where we may, ne- or I know for a fact, we will never know what's fully going on, right, in between another person's ears. But <clears throat> given everything, though, I am happy. I am very, very happy. I was so mad that I don't have any Derrick Rose stuff here. All of it's back at home, but it's okay. It's okay. I'm gonna go order a Minnesota Derrick Rose. Actually, no, I can't do that to myself. No, <laughs> I mean, say, you can't have a Minnesota jersey. Hell, no, I can't. Because I know somebody on the TV says, like, oh, you're a Timberwolves fan? I was like, no, shut the fuck up. My brother has a Butler jersey. <laughs> I'm <gonna> anyway. Go- <laughs> I'm going to go I'm gonna go order an all-star Derrick Rose jersey. One of my there favorite all-star jerseys. That's what you should do. And get that. Just a throwback Bulls jersey would be nice. Yeah, it's true. Number one was clean as hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lakers beat the Mavericks 114-113. The Lakers are 3-5. and five. And I mean the Mavericks are two and six now, but they have they have more time to grow, so I'm not too worried about Dallas. What I am worried about was people. I think this was about last week, a couple games ago. They lost another game. The the Lakers. This is, and reports started coming out that LeBron was getting impatient. Like why? <laughs> First of all, I don't. And this is me totally like talking to LeBron at this point like he can't get impatient at this point they're eight games into his first year as a Laker it's a young team this is definitely not the same team that we're gonna see even in a year (laughs) we know LeBron teams turnover is very quick I think he just he just needs to calm down the first year of a LeBron team especially in the regular season is never pretty it's Mm -mm. never clean the only reason that they made the finals when his first year in Cleveland and in well in Miami and then Cleveland was because the the rest of the East was just shit, <laughs> and he had two other superstars on his team, two other All Stars. Now he has guys who are potential All Stars and potential superstars in Lonzo Kuzma. You know mm-hmm. he has older stars in Rondo and Javale McGee. He just needs to calm down. <laughs> this Laker team. Even if it's not this season, this team will be fine. They're gonna get an all. They're gonna get another superstar in the off season. I'm hoping it's Clay Thompson. They're gonna get someone. They're gonna get pieces around LeBron. He'll be fine. You have four years, dude. You're eight games in. <laughs> just need to just need to relax. <laughs> what do you 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 got like you you have what somewhere around uh two hundred and I'm doing trying to do you have somewhere around 330 games 
in a Lakers uniform in your future. I losing five out of your first eight is no reason to panic. <laughs> like, just relax a little bit. None of your teams work out, first of all. Like, it's hard to start to learn how to play with you. All right? So I'm not worried about I don't, I'm not worried about this team quite yet. I sh- I'm not either. I don't I'm, know why. I mean, I, I, I feel like the fact that because it's LeBron James, there's always this assumption that, oh, this team's going to be a god team. It's not exa- what history is. Exactly. And that's why, that's why I, I'm confused why LeBron's freaking out about it. I don't, I don't think he is. I think there was he, literally reports that he said there was a quote that he said he was getting impatient. No, it was a, no the, uh, the, quote, the quote said that, that you wouldn't want to be around me if I was impatient and that to me implies that he was getting I don't, impatient I don't think so I think it was I why think, else would he bring that up because because I truly meant that he, I truly be- believe what he said is we would know if he was impatient we would know I think I think that was a warning to the rest of his team I be like bro bro step it up or I'm gonna start losing my shit I mean naturally yeah but I don't think that was him saying yep I'm getting impatient I think that was literally him just being like really guys like I he I don't LeBron James did not go to this team automatically thinking that they were going to be world beaters. He knew what was on this team. He literally right. told Magic Johnson that he's in here for the long haul. He right. realizes that this team isn't going to be right away in win-now mode the moment he goes here in year one. But because it's LeBron James, people in the NBA the, and sports media are freaking out because right. they're, they're on a slow start. And they're like, oh, he went to Tinseltown. He's in, he's in Kobe's house and everything like that. He's got all, all these young, promising stars, and they're not doing anything. And they're off to, and it's, he's getting impatient, and he's having regret from taking the, taking the money and running and all mm-hmm. that stuff. It's, I don't think it's a LeBron thing. I think it's everyone else all of a sudden thinking that, oh, LeBron's on your team, should be first in the conference. If this was the West... I mean, if this was the East, they'd maybe. still be fine. Yeah, maybe. But people, I think the league was is so quick to forget that he's playing in the toughest conference in basketball. That, yeah, it is a bloodbath one to pretty much the end. He's he, also only, only a game and a half out of the eight seed. And right. Obviously, it's way early in the season. But. Right. So everyone legitimately, and this is why I hate the media as a part of the media, but I hate the media at the same time. This is why everyone needs to chill the fuck out. The Rockets are one and five. Yeah, they have been, they are atrocious now right some, now. That's 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 something that's that reason for panic. Yeah, that's reason for panic. That is reason for panic. The Clippers yes. are four and three, and the Rockets are one and five. What? The Suns are only one and six. That's not good. They are rebuilding, and they are kind of trash. But so they they should be like this is the point in the rebuild where like you start to get good as a young core, and all you need you is would, one more player. You would think because you have right now you have Devin Booker, who's a freaking star. Yes. Josh Jackson, yep. and you just drafted DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. No, I see what you mean. But, I mean, this offseason and everything, and even now there's still so many revolving pieces. So they're, they're still rebuilding as if they're still like in the middle of that rebuilding phase. If I'm this franchise, though, and we don't have a semi-successful season, like if, if, we, if we're this se- low towards the end of the West Conference— that's worries. That's worrisome, and you start to look at your young pieces and and question if they are the right. I disagree. Pieces. This is Josh Jackson's second year, Aiton's first year. I I still don't even think they're fully done putting together that roster. Well, no. I I, I think well, three three young talented players who you plan on planning your future. They need around. to. Well, one's established. The other two are still growing. Exactly. But like, so, if they don't, 
I'm not saying they have to make the playoffs in the West. No, I no, I com- I completely hear what you're saying, but, but I don't think they if, need to show some success. And if I, they continue this, I think they could still show success and still have a and still have a not eye pleasing record. You know, if you if you're a fan of the team and you're watching, you're like, oh, there's signs of promise, then that's fine. You know, it's it, it's the same mm-hmm. thing. You know, from I guess I'll go to a different sport for this. It's the same thing as being a, being a White Sox fan. Like, were they one of the worst one of one of the worst teams in baseball? Yeah, they lost. They've lost a hundred games the last few years. But if you watch games, you see that there's different little things. It's like, okay, yeah, we build on that, we build on that, we build on that, we build on that. We'll be fucking set. It's the same thing. So I don't. But how think... long do you wait on that? <clears throat> see, see the different. In that point, it's really diff. It's difficult to tell on how to how to know in the clock. For baseball, it's that the the general consensus is you bring when you when you bring the kids up, when you bring the prospects up, and then you and then you make a splash of free agency. For NBA, you got to have a semi-decent roster, not just young pieces. You have to have a semi-decent roster. You need to not have disarray in the front office like they have. Yeah. So that's something that's contributing to it. It's kind of hard to even get anywhere in the rebuild when they don't even know what the hell they're doing. I see. I the new see. MVP odds just came out for the NBA. Yeah, I see. As he should. As he should. Giannis just passed LeBron <clears throat> as the favorite to win MVP. So I think that the Suns are still going to be on like the low end of the Western Conference, but I don't think it'll be reason to it'll be reason to panic if we get to two three years from now and Aiton isn't doing much, Josh Jackson isn't doing much. Aiton's and, averaging and, seventeen and ten. Well, so so far good. He's all right. My right. worry is Josh Jackson. I honestly believe if he doesn't start playing like a role player this year, then next year if they're still not a decent team, they might look at shipping him. I think you got to you got to see see you through his. His contract, honestly. Well, that's what are, I think. What, rookie contracts are four years, right? Yeah. That's no. A, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so during I, his third season, if he's not, if he's still not performing well, why not try to? If you're still in the rebuild, true, but try to get something. There's other factors at play. You have to figure out how that roster is going to look next season too, and everything. Like I said, it's so. What they bring in? It's it's so difficult. Offer? Like the fact, it's. I think we're. People might be judging them a little bit too harshly because the only established like star star on the team is Devin Booker, and he's still relatively young. And we just expect these young guys to come out, come out to jump and compete. And again, they're in the Western Conference; it's a bloodbath over there. The tone would be a lot different if they were an Eastern Conference team. Yeah, I think we'd be a lot more lenient on them. Mm, no, I'd or, be a lot. Oh yeah, tough. we'd be a lot harder. If yeah, they were that's one a, in six that's, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, the East would be a lot tougher. Like I think yeah, people need to be a little mean, bit though. more yeah. lenient because. In that West, it's it's difficult. It's def- difficult to get competitive right away unless you have m- an established roster and one, if not two, established stars. And they have one and two in the making. <laughs> Looking at this NBA or <clears throat> MVP odds, what's your feeling that Joel Embiid is above Kevin Durant in the odds? How do you feel about that personally? <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> it's well documented. I love it. <laughs> it's documented how I feel about Durant, but it is well documented how I really feel about Joel Embiid. So for those of you who don't know who haven't seen this, it, ca- it literally just came out for us right now. But uh, Giannis is the new favorite at plus 325, and then it goes LeBron and AD both at 450. Kawhi and Steph are at 650. Harden at 850. Embiid, 14,000 or 1,400. Durant, 1,600. Russ is 1,800. Jokic and DeMar are both at 28. Kyrie and Dame are both at 4,000. And Blake is at 4,500. 
<laughs> I can't believe they put Embiid above Durant. Like, I personally don't believe that Steph or Durant should be on this list. You can't, you, I, I don't, I truly believe you can't have four all-stars on one team and one of them be the most valuable player on your, on, in the league. Five all-stars, one's currently hurt. Oh my God. That's, well, exactly. Like, no. Steph can't win. Durant can't win. Steph already did win. But that was before Durant. True. So that's, like, that I understand. And he kind of took over that year. Like, that one I understand. Now when you have, like you said, five freaking all-stars on the same team, it just doesn't work like that. Giannis, and a- Giannis, LeBron, and AD, though, I think those are the three. Those will be the three finalists, I believe. Like, it'll literally come down to those three. Kawhi might sneak in there. I don't think Embiid's going to be anywhere in there. Russ won't. I don't think Russ will get anywhere near. Russ and Harden both. I don't think either of them will get anywhere near because both years that they won, they both just lost in the playoffs. So, I don't know. That's interesting, though. I love that Giannis is up front now. Makes me very happy. All right. Well... I said this is going to be a short show. I think we're going to cut it off there because we have a lot to go do. Yo, someone got a shiny Moltres. Oh, damn. Oh, damn is right. Oh, damn. But, yeah. <laughs> so, I apologize for the short episode. We had a... It was weird because we had a super long episode and then we had a regular episode and now shorter episode. It's whatever. Variety. <laughs> da 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 But, yeah. All right. Thanks, you guys, for listening. Connor, go ahead and take us out. Sounds good. First round KO, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iTunes Podcast. Check us out there. Oh, Mama Champ got knocked out of the gym. Oh. <laughs> On Twitter, follow us at FRKO Podcast. Follow Kyle at Olsen2K18. And follow myself and hopefully the journey to hopefully, hopefully, God willing, Football's run to the Natty Champ game at Connor Moore underscore seven. Links in the description. In the next episode, we will recap all the action from football on Sunday. Probably going to talk a little bit of Warhawk football as well because we get it's getting close to that time. Mm-hmm. It's getting close. Playoffs are upon us, and we should have some updates on how the other schools, uh, not other schools, how the other teams at our school did as far as their. Uh, playoff stuff too mm-hmm. conference wise and then of course we got college football to talk like d1 college football to talk about basically what i'm saying is sunday we have content galore most likely yes. oh crown and then jewels. crown jewels happening l- lest we forget yeah. so we'll see you guys then the next time we shock the system since day one at the finish line, go get the checkered flag. Take a couple more shots, that's extended mag. I don't mean to brag, you smell the scented bag. I pull up solo at the function, I'm a tennis stag. Stone cold bachelor, acid rap and chancellor. Couple years an amateur, but never had a chance. We are, you see me as a challenge to manage your intuition.